David. David. Connor. David. Connor. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, good morning to all you lovely listeners at home to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitled David. What's that smell you thinking again? That's right. That's right. This is quite the uh, mark episode as this is now the first episode where me and David are both in dorms at college. So this is a this is a pretty big deal. I mean, I don't mean to I don't mean to hype it up, but this is a, this is a big one. It is indeed. Uh, it won't really change up how I'm asking for the weather though, because he's still in Wisconsin. Right. And imagine imagine being a weirdo and not leaving states. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Anyways, David, how you doing? Um, I'm I'm doing well, Con. I'm doing better than I was. Um, I was kind of sick over the weekend, but now I'm doing a lot better. Well, uh, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you did it, but you got me infected because I'm sick right now. Oh, no, that's so, not good. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's kind of, It's don't worry, it's not COVID, but it's just kind of funny. I've been pretty sick the past couple of days. David transmitted it over text or something. Somehow, uh, yeah. Yeah, jeez. Anyways, continue that thought. I've had to include that. Oh, I was going to ask, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Uh, besides not being able to breathe, uh, I'm doing pretty solid, all things considered. Uh it's it's not morning as we are pre-recording this, but it's pretty nice out today. I can't deny, uh, nice greenery and you know generally sunny and decent weather up here. Uh, how or I can't really say up here. I guess it's kind of middle of you. Yeah. Uh, how is the weather up there? It's uh, it's it's you know it's it's a nice sunny afternoon. Um, pretty pretty clear skies, I'd say. What does uh, your view from the window show you? Like, what do you get uh, to see from your window? I mean, tops of apartment buildings. And if you oh. look really far, you can kind of see Camp Randall, the stadium. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Football stadium. Uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, well, I see it. Uh, you can see a track that's right behind it. Because I'm like, where I am is right across from the track. So I can see that and a big tree. Okay. Uh, so I was curious to see what you got. Because, you know. Back in the day, I used to record. You know, we knew the we knew the sights. We knew what we were looking at in the morning. But now, new new play new uh, playing field. <laughs> Excuse me. So let's dive shall we get into the episode? Yes, I was literally implying that. So let's do All it. Right. Uh, right. As you as you've so- probably caught on as we've talked to in depth already, uh, I think it's time we hop into talking about college movies because you know we've talked about a lot of different unofficial genres on this podcast like summer movies and a lot of you know movies that give us certain vibes we do that a lot uh it's we thought since we are now entering into college we should discuss the plethora of films that kind of embody that idea right yeah college and what it embodies what it represents and all that good stuff um this was david's idea so uh we're gonna we're gonna you know drive it out see how far it goes i'm really curious to get started uh david you ready to go I'm ready. Are you ready? I am pretty ready. Uh, so I'm going to take a swig of water just so I don't end up coughing out a lung. Okay. Uh, I think obviously we should dive into it. What do we mean by college film, David? Um, all right. Yeah, I think that's a good start. I think we should like kind of lay the foundation of what we think a college film is. And in my opinion, I would say a college film is any movie... Uh, similar to like the summer um, episode that we did uh, is, you know, a movie that I think does a good job, you know, representing college and 
how this kind of differs from the summer uh, episode is that it really kind of has to take place in college for it to be a college movie. Now, now let me explain that a bit more. For once, we're not over here saying like, oh my gosh, you know, the movie thing we're talking about, it doesn't have to be about summer or it doesn't have to be about this. We we combat that a lot. Right. So for once, we're actually devoted to it. Right. So like, the thing is, with with having a movie like college movies take place you know in college because they're about you know the whole college experience that college life right it's kind of hard to have a movie that is about college that doesn't take place in college you know then that kind of whole defeats the entire purpose of it being you know a college movie though i mean i guess it could be about i feel like it could be about college though like, maybe if it doesn't take place at a college, it's about the ideas of college or anticipating college or that kind of thing. That has to, college has to be a part of the story yeah, to, to yeah. a point where, it, you know, you, you bring up that there's a college aspect and, the, you know, the person who's seen it goes, oh, yeah, that is a big part of the movie. Like, yes. can't be like it can't be like, uh, you know, Blue's Clues. We're like, oh, that's a college show because when character goes off to college, you know, that's the only one I could think of on the top of my head. But you know what I mean? Like. You can't like the main focus of the story has to have college in it at some point, you know, it right. has to be important. Right. Right. Kind of what do you think? Oh, well, yeah. Well, that, that was kind of a big part of it. But yeah, like college is a lot of what makes college. It's a. Transformation you're going to go through in your life, right? You go from living on living with your family and in your own house, the way you've been living your entire life to living completely on your own in a place you've never been to or at least not often and making it your home you know it's one of the biggest transformations you got to go through in life and that's kind of why I feel a college movie needs to stick with that setting is because like if you're not at the college it's taking a big part of what makes college so distinct and challenging out of the picture and then you kind of it's a little more difficult to you know figure out exactly or make a movie that would work that's not taking place there but yeah like it's essentially just a movie that embodies what the feelings, the ideas, the emotions, the actions, the life of college, you know? Um, yeah. You have to experience, experience college through the character's eyes, or at the very least be experiencing the feelings they're feeling about college through their eyes, you know? Uh, I think a lot of movies do that. Um, not, not all of them do it well. There are plenty of examples of movies that kind of just go with the most basic definition of what college is. But there's a lot of interesting things that can come out of it. And it's also what I think makes college movies pretty distinct. And I'm something to say about this too, is it's kind of like a coming of age movie in real life, right? Like you, when you go to college in real life, right? You're essentially getting that moment of growth being thrown at you. Like you're forced to either grow or you just don't, you know, not that you just freak out and you hide in your, your dorm for the rest of college, you know, you're literally being forced to grow up. Right. And, like, that's totally a coming-of-age idea. And I think a great college film is essentially just an expansion of coming-of-age movies. Whereas the idea of, like, the mentalities and stuff that you were dreading, uh, in, you know, and dreading approaching in high school are now on you, you know? And a lot of movies totally do that and essentially take, like, a, a spin on the coming-of-age story, you know? As, like, kind of, like, as we probably mentioned, actually, I know we've mentioned it on several episodes of the podcast, essentially a 
expansion, a, a, a sequel to coming of age movies where like, it's like what happened after, you know? Right. There's actually, when I was thinking of movies to talk about for this, a lot of high school movies popped up because I remember in my, in my head, because like a lot of those movies do kind of touch upon the fears and the dreads and the mentalities that college kind of embodies. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I decided I was going to pick ones that actually were more about college than those. But yeah, like you could argue, like movies like Lady Bird and Edge of Seventeen, I could totally argue could be college films because they do embody the idea of college in one way or another. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean that's at least my stance on it. No, yeah, Carter, I I definitely agree that you know college films definitely have that. Um, coming of age kind of feel to them like even experience it myself it's like i have to adapt i have to learn you know a sense of independence um because you know nothing is going to be handed to me i have to you know go out and grab it and you know learn to be an adult you know and it's scary it's a scary change because you know it's like nothing you've done before so it's it's definitely does you know uh intersect with that coming of age kind of feel and i think a lot of uh college movies definitely are coming of age films yeah absolutely um i don't think it's a necessity but at the same time i think there is definitely a big part of it because so many of the ideas you deal with in college come up in in an idea of like a coming of age story you know yeah um so then uh if Let's let's take a hypothetical now and say if you didn't want to do a coming of age college movie, what like what what are some differences? You know, like obviously not all college movies can be coming of age movies. So what do you think are some variations on that? You know, what makes them different than a coming of age movie? Right. So um, there's one example that I was kind of thinking of of a movie that's it's I definitely say it's a college movie, but it's not really, you know, that much of coming of age is the social network. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, like, kind of, you've seen it, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it, it takes place, like, a good portion of the movie, you know, at Harvard, at, you know, a university, right? And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a huge part of the movie itself. Yeah, and right? the themes, the themes totally align with that too it's not like it's just a setting like it definitely right. is a college movie right all right it, it, it's a college movie that you know but yeah i kind of mentioned um but i i don't think that it really is a coming of age film oh, yeah, at not least at all for the, at least for the you know the main character right mm-hmm. um and i yeah I, I just think that like this is a movie that um definitely highlights those those college vibes of you know taking place you know out of school and and showing like the the independence and uh the freedom to kind of um you know create your own you know person and create your own um kind of uh personality um and how you know you have to learn to kind of connect with other people um, but the main character doesn't actually do that. He doesn't show positive growth as, you know, you typically would in a coming of age film. Do you kind of see where I'm coming from? Oh yeah, absolutely. Social Network, I totally want to talk about because like that one, 
is definitely not a coming of age movie. Uh, if anything, it's more showing like kind of a kind of like an opposite reaction to college, where essentially he's given the opportunity to you know grow and do stuff in this you know way to be successful, but he kind of defies that because he knows he's he is so much smarter than the system that essentially he's defying the system and finding success. And that's kind of the whole point of the movie is he's defying what is considered to be the standard and what is normal because he knows he can do it. And that's all I thought was really interesting. Like that's totally a college idea. Like, you know, everyone's gotten to the point where they're, where you're, they're, you're at college and learning and you're like, you know, you're getting confident. And then eventually you start to kind of try to deviate on your own and create your own path, which is kind of how we, you know, grow in an industry, you know, as you kind of, you, you create your own ideas, right? And this movie is totally that, but it takes in more of a sinister direction. As you see this guy essentially throwing away everything that is, you know, conventionally appreciated, like friends and, and any sort of connection between people and, you know, all, any sort of, like, actual education. You don't really ever see him in class. But you see him being extremely successful because he knows exactly what he wants. He knows people. He has connections with people that he needs to, you know, have connections with and grows that way, you know? So, like, in terms of a college movie, yeah, it's totally like a kind of like, it's an idea, you shows the idea of, you know, growing as a person, and there is independence in a generally positive way, and not a coming-of-age movie. Like, no, it's, it's, it's like a biopic, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's more fact-based, but absolutely, like, it's totally a college movie in that sense. Right. Um, kind of, uh, I'll, I'll real quick uh, define what I think of a coming-of-age movie, like, with that in mind. Another thing that makes them really distinct, in my opinion, like from coming of age movies, is coming of age movies kind of have what, like what they're what kind of a big deal with a lot of coming of age movies is is it's like characters essentially being faced with being with you know growing up and like you know being afraid of it but eventually embracing it you know, uh, but that's kind of where it ends right and like I mentioned before, college films kind of end as like the, or kind of act as like the next stage. So with college films, a lot of their themes are less focused on the fear of the unknown and more embracing it and embracing freedom. I think that's a huge part of it. Cause like, you're not gonna see a lot of coming of age movies where the characters just really happy to be growing up the entire time. Cause it's not interesting. And ultimately if someone's really happy to grow up then it's not really a coming of age situation. They are already of age, you know? So mm-hmm. I think there's kind of this you know, more of a joyous side to it, at the very least, a more, a more optimistic side of it, where this freedom, this lack of restraint is definitely a positive thing. And it deals with a lot of freedoms, or not freedoms, <laughs> it deals with a lot of themes of freedom, and essentially, and essentially these ideas of being able to define for yourself uh, who you who you are after not being able to, you know, I think that's kind of a big part of it. Uh, Social Network does not necessarily touch upon that. But uh, there are plenty of examples which we'll go into later about movies that can kind of do that, and I think that's kind of a big part of it. Like, just that idea of you know embracing change and you know actually doing something with it. Right. Um, let me ask you this, David. So it can be really confusing because a lot of movies that take place during college can be framed sort of like a high school movie. So, like, besides you know the coming of age factor, what do you think can differentiate them from a high school drama, like a college drama and a high school drama, what do you think is a big factor that makes those two different? Just to clarify for those who are sitting there going like, well, I mean, you know, Lady Bird, the second half of that movie is all about her preparing for college. So is that a college movie? Like, how would you, how would you, uh, defi- how would you differentiate the two? 
Right. So there are a lot of parallels, obviously, between um, the high school high school movies and college movies. I mean, for one, you know, they both take place at a school, right? Um, and you know, if you've if you've seen you know a high school movie and if you've seen a college movie, you know that you know you've got the you know stereotypical like you know parties and making friends and you know learning those you know valuable life lessons right that that you can definitely get out of both um but i definitely think there are things that make college movies a bit different um and you know in my opinion i think what makes college movies so different is the fact that you know you are older that you are more mature, that you have to have that sense of independence because, you know, during those high school movies, you are still, you know, a child, right? Most people in those high school movies still live with their parents and, you know, still have a lot of fundamental growing, right? But those college movies, they've already done a lot of that fundamental growing now it's just like learning how to uh, be an adult and function in the real world and become a functioning member of society. I, I think that's, you know, a big difference, you know, thematically uh, between the college and high school movies. What do you think, Connor? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like... Um... It's you're definitely it definitely going to come down to the experience of the film. Like you, you can have a college movie that plays out exactly like a high school movie. You, you could. Uh, I don't even mean to throw one under the bus, but you know, essentially, an extremely goofy movie could very well be about high school. It's the only difference really is just that you know, Goofy has to go there. Goofy doesn't. You wouldn't normally have to go to high school again. But like it could be high school. There's there's nothing that really makes that not high school. Whilst other movies, there are plenty of other movies that definitely need to take place during college. It really does depend on the movie. And I think uh like you imagine it's kind of a journey to it. There's a sense of respect, the more the adult level to it, and how you embrace that, how you you know play with that idea is kind of a big part of that. Um I think the best way to probably differentiate that is to probably go into some specific do you want to ask any more do you have any questions you want to throw out there um individually um i do not okay so so you already did our little social network analysis so i will uh skip that one because we did talk about that um what's a what is a coming or not coming age what is a college movie in your eyes that you would like to discuss excuse me Uh... (laughs) Jeez. Sorry about that. Yeah, go ahead. I know, right? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chug some water while you say this in the movie. Monsters University. Ah, uh, yes. Movie I would like to talk about. I was, I was not going to bring that up solely because I knew you would. Uh, <laughs> I, could talk about, I could talk about this movie for way too long and not necessarily positively. Uh, this movie's weird. <laughs> this movie is so weird. Um, I mean, we're, I'm not going to, like, discuss how this is an unnecessary sequel and how, like, it doesn't align with the first one, like, whatsoever. But 
I'm going to focus on the college aspect of it. I'm going to so, mute me too real quick. How did my man's mic get admitted into scaring if he wasn't scary? I'm sorry. <laughs> that like how did he it's because of his academics he was good at school well all right then if the, if a person can just not be scary then why do you even get it why is that not a qualification that comes with the you know admissions process like if you can just get kicked out with like that'd be like if like literally racial profiling essentially like like someone's just like oh yeah like we uh, actually no it's like football actually It'd be like, you know, they draft somebody because, you know, he knows football really well, but he's this tiny, skinny kid. So they kick him off the team because he's not a good player. It's essentially that. Like, what's up with this? Friggin' yeah. uh, university. I'm sorry. I-, I wanted to address that real quick. It's college-related, so it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, most university is, you know, as you think, and, you know, obviously, from the name of this place, they're in college. If you ever heard of this movie or have seen it, um, came out in 2013. Yeah, it came out a while ago, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. You know. If you haven't seen it yet, like, come on, guys. You're missing out on a classic here. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that this, like, it, like, if you think about it, like, fundamentally, like, college-wise, I think that... It, it does what it needs to. Like, it shows the growth of Mike and Sully in college. It shows them, you know, becoming adults and growing and, you know, taking responsibility for their actions, right? And, you know, accepting, you know, the person they are and accepting, you know, what kind of person they want to become. You know, I think, like, Fundamentally, like, yeah, it, it definitely does hit, you know, those college aspects. But I think at the same time, I think this movie could very much, like, be a high school movie at the same time. I don't think it necessarily needs to be a college movie. I think that you could have easily put these guys in high school, done the same exact thing, and it would have been, like, the same movie. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's a solid movie and, you know, it's something special, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's, yeah, kind of, do you have any thoughts? But I, I really enjoy Monsters University as like kind of, you know, a fun novelty. It's not a great movie. I think as a college film, I think it's basically just a high school film with a college backdrop. Like, it's not all that complex or in any way really connected to college up until the end. Uh, I'll, I'm going to really qu- briefly go and touch into some spoilers on the themes of the finale. But, like, there's a part of college that eventually a lot or that a lot of people deal with where, like, they acknowledge that the thing they came to college for, the career they were pursuing, was not for them. Like, they didn't know themselves well enough and they made a mistake and had to change majors or change career paths that's something that a lot of students deal with. Right. And it's, it's something I haven't really seen much in in film where essentially the main character has that realization that, you know, the thing, the person that they, the the dreams that they had, the person they wanted to be, it's just not possible. And then they have to acknowledge that there is other things for them. And that doesn't, that isn't necessarily a discredit to their character or a discredit to the quality of their person. You know, that's totally something that college students a lot can deal with. Like, 
if you picked a major that ultimately does not reflect the kind of person you are, you kind of have to adjust it and figure out what kind of person you are. That's, that's what college is for, you know? And I think that thematically was kind of a, a really great tip off, you know, at the very end there. That being said, you know, the entire movie is not really like that. It's really just the end. So it's kind of hard to say. Like I told you, man, this movie's really conflicting. Uh, you're hearing me still, right? Yeah. I guys want to make sure because we had some connection issues earlier. Um, but yeah, like it's a really conflicting film. But I think as a college film, it definitely yeah. yeah. I stand. What do you think? think anything you want to add? Oh uh, no, no. What I what I said is I think all I have. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Uh, Remarkable. Uh, One that I definitely David will have something to say because it's it's kind of like the the best mix of a high school and college film that I've seen uh, is Dead Poet Society. Uh, I had to bring it up because it's it's not college. It's preparatory. It's it's high school preparatory school. Like they're high school students, but they're sent off to go live on their own. But. Like, if you read between the lines in this movie, even though it's not a film about college itself, it is definitely a film about what it means to be in to be your own person, right? And about that freedom we talked about. And essentially this idea that you have to define what kind of person you are at this point in your life, you know? That is what Dead Poets Society is about. And unlike most high school movies, all these, uh, all these characters are living alone without their parents' influence, right? And I think Dead Poets Society does kind of represent the ideas of college in a way, or even though it is technically high school. It totally is, in my opinion. And like, as a film, I think if you're looking for a film that kind of inspire you in college, this is totally a great one. In terms of like, having a professor that is genuinely passionate about you as a person and trying to get you to expand out of your comfort zone, define what kind of person you are, explore more creative outlets. That's totally like something college deals with. And I think it actually, if anything, I feel like as a college film, it almost works better because high school students can't necessarily relate to living on their own until they're in college. Right. Unless you're going to a preparatory school like these guys are. So like, in my opinion, I think it works way better as a college film. Like, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, I, th- I think the more you talk about it, the more I can see it. Um, I, I think this movie uh, definitely does, you know, resonate with, I think I think it can resonate with, you know, anyone. I, I think it's a very, it's a universally beloved film, you know, regardless of how old you are, I think you could really, you know, get something out of, um Deadpool Society, it, it has a lot to say. Very iconic and classic film. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so, here, okay, here, here's the thing. So, the college aspect of it, like, like you mentioned, Connor, about, you know, uh, the students, you know, having to live on their own and, like, you know, manage school life. The thing is, is that they they live under very strict rules and regulations in which most college students don't. Like, they had set hours they have to be back, and they can't even listen to music, right? So I, I feel like, you know, having that lack of creative freedom does kind of 
um, stray away from the college aspect, but I think you could also look at it as like a student in college who has yet to find themselves, you know, eventually finding themselves through art and through poetry that they, that they find in, you know, their classes and through other people and just through their experiences throughout college. Right. So I I could definitely see it. Um, I could definitely see it both ways. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is I get with the whole regulations thing. I absolutely agree. Like I do think that's definitely not like a realistic thing in terms of college stuff, but I think thematically, if you're looking at it through like the lens of like what the movie's trying to say, it aligns very well with that because it is about that, you know, in that freedom of expression that you don't necessarily get in high school. Like there is that aspect of the film. Like it's encouraging people to be more open-minded and think and free thinking and essentially what you're given in college. Right. The message is about embracing that and, you know, trying to chase that. So I think like, uh, as I think if you see it through that lens, it can work as a college film. And I think even like just cutting out those main, that kind of like the high school aspect of it that is there, it represents a college film far better than a lot of movies do, you know? Right. Like, I think there's definitely some merit to be had in watching that, you know? Right. Um, what's the next movie you want to talk about? Next movie I would like to talk about is whiplash okay i can see that one absolutely it is technically college or is it yeah it's college yes college yes um it if you haven't seen whiplash it is a um 2014 yep movie um about a drummer who is striving or a drummer in, in college you know he's in a college band who's striving to become you know one of the greatest one of the greatest uh drummers of all time right and you know what he doesn't realize is you know how much work and how much effort you have to put in to become the greatest to become the best and you know the the professor or i guess his instructor his music instructor um is trying to trying to teach him that or trying to instruct him that hey there's a lot of effort you have to put into it, like a lot more than you, you think. Um, and I, I think that, you know, could also go for like anything you do in college, right? Like you, you think like, oh, I want to, you know, do this because, you know, it sounds interesting. And then you actually do it and you realize that you have to put in a lot of work to actually achieve that. And that, and that goes for anything, you know? It's like, you if you want something in life, you have to work hard for it, no matter what it is. Uh, be, be it drumming, be it, you know, playing the violin, playing the piano, um, you know, even, even becoming, like, an engineering major, right? Like, it, it's, it's a lot of work to, to, to achieve your dreams. Um, and, you know... I think that's a really good message for college. And I think it's also a really good, like coming of age movie as well. What do you think? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I want to make sure uh, I got a call. So I didn't know if it cut off the 
recording. It did not. Anyways, so yeah, Whiplash is a really interesting. Connor, David. Okay. Continue. Right. Sorry, I would not necessarily consider it a coming of age film, uh, because I think yeah, I wouldn't necessarily uh, call it that. One second. Ah, gotta finish this sentence because I'm getting called. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I wouldn't normally do that, but it was important to address it. Uh, anyways, I wouldn't consider it a coming of age film because I almost think the learning aspect, like his character learning something, uh, is almost put to the back burner. Because as a film, I think it represents more the idea of pushing yourself beyond what is considered, you know, acceptable and safe because you have so much belief in the end game, you know? I feel it's less restricted to a coming-of-age film because it's not necessarily about him being young or discovering something new about himself. I think it is more about the drive and essentially how much you have to put yourself through to fight, to get to a point that you're, you're considered satisfied, you know? It's like aggression and it's pain. and It's like extremely intense, you know? And that's like a lot of what the movie deals with is those themes, right? And as a college film, absolutely. Because college is that moment where you can make that decision for yourself. How far are you willing to push yourself, right? How far are you willing to, you know, study? How much are you willing to do this before you acknowledge you need a break? Or you acknowledge that you aren't strong enough to handle it anymore, you know? Uh, Whether that be a small feat, like, oh yeah, I'm getting tired, I should go to bed. Or like, I don't understand this, I've been studying for eight hours, I'm going to study for 12 more, you know? There's a certain, it's about that idea, you know, of how far you're willing to push yourself. And yeah, it takes place even more so. It is just, it's about that mentality. It's about what you have to eventually come to the decision of when you're in college. Right. And I, I love that aspect. Of the film. I think it's such a fascinating little like bubble of like what one person can do with, through influence with, from the constructor and of course himself, or not constructor, instructor and himself about just how much he's willing to push himself and how desperately he thinks he wants this only to realize just like, you know, just how far he's gone and how far, you know, how much obviously as viewers we're going, okay, stop, you don't need to do this. But he believes in it and his instructor believes in it. And it's, it's fascinating. And I think as a college film, absolutely. There's a lot of that mentality that kind of has to go into it. And I, I think that definitely works. I hadn't thought about it, but that's a good call. Um, I think another one I want to talk about in terms of stress, because we're on the topic of stressful decisions in college, uh, the movie Shiva Baby, I think is a phenomenal idea for a college film, despite the fact it does not take place in college at all. I know we broke our rule already, or I did, but let me explain. The Shiva Baby takes place about, uh, or it takes place at a, at a Shiva, which is essentially like a post-funeral, but it's about a, a woman who is in college. Like that's a big part of the movie. Because it's something that people keep bringing up is, oh, you're in college. What are you studying? And she has to keep justifying herself. And she's meeting all these people from her life you know, before college. And they're bringing up all these ideas of her life before college. And <coughs> uh, Connor, one thing, one thing. What's um, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Shiva, baby. It's she, I'm pretty sure it's Shiva from what I've watched in the movie, but. Uh, Shiva works either way. I'm not Jewish, so I don't know the pronunciation. And if I'm getting it wrong, you can punch me. That's fine. Uh, I just, I'm pretty sure it's Shiva. Uh, but I won't, say the mo- I won't say the name so much. So, you know, I'll just focus on the movie itself. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, it's essentially the movie is about college. Like the ideas of college are a huge part of the film because it's something that you know is on her mind and it's something that is constantly giving her stress because everyone around her is throwing in these like quips on what they think she should be doing. Right. On one hand. She has, like, relatives saying, like, oh, man, you could have done this. You could have done that. Why are you pursuing this? They have no clue. She's majoring in, like, I think it was gender studies or something, and nobody in her family knows what that is. It's just to keep justifying it. And they keep, her parents keep kind of putting it in this lens of, like, oh, it could be, like, it's like this or, like, it's like that. And she's, like, oh, it's not that. But, like, they keep saying that to, like, make themselves feel better about it. And, like, there's a lot of the themes here are about college because it's essentially this idea of, like, once you've defined yourself, once you've figured out who you are, suddenly you're right back into reality and everyone's pulling you right back to that life you had before. And there's this fear and there's this pain and there's this like insecurity about it where like she's just doesn't want to be associated with these people right now. She's defining the kind of person she is. And this is these people around her, her families, the people that you know, obviously are still looking out for her are like essentially tearing her back to the person she was. And she's very, you know, she's absolutely mortified of that. And there's a lot of stressors in the movie that are also pushing it even further. And it's, yeah, I mean, like college, a lot of what college is essentially dealing with, like, you know, what kind of person you are. And then once you figure that out, stressors, like so much stuff you have to deal with in your life that keep pulling you down. And like, you know, you'll have your family and stuff pulling you back to that old life. And regardless if it's positive or negative, it's still kind of like a, you know, keys dangling in your face you know like you're just reaching out to it but it like it's pulled away and stressors keep pulling you down you know it's this kind of like this train wreck of stuff happening that's kind of the mentality that can happen in college sometimes and like as a movie itself i think it does a really great job portraying that uh and i think it definitely works as a college film because it's a big part of the movie in fact if you took the college out of this movie it would be really melodramatic and dumb so like Having this college ad, uh, element adds a lot to the film and makes it a lot smarter and a lot more complicated or complex in all the best ways. Uh, I know, I know, you haven't seen it, but I highly recommend you check it out. Super short, but like it's totally a movie that <clears throat> embodies that and very similar to Whiplash in that regard. But yeah, um, really good movie. Uh, David, what's your next one? Um, I want to talk about a movie that like. It doesn't take place in college. It takes place, like, right before. That works. I think I know what you're going to talk about, actually. Uh, I want to talk about um, Superbad. Oh, no, it's not the movie I was thinking of. Oh, well. What did you, you, you think I was going to say? I'll talk about it next, but I was assuming... I don't know why, but I, I was assuming this would be the movie, but no worries. Talk about your movie first. All right. Um, I think that Superbad is a... I, th- I think that no, thematically, like, when it comes to, like, I, I think that, like, what, what the themes represent are feelings, are themes that I think we've all experienced, you know, at least, you know, before we go off to a camp or we, or we you know, we're doing a big move or, you know, we're going off to college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, we all miss our friends, you know, it's like, you know, we spent time in a place and, you know, they, they've, they've you know, been our buddies for so long that, like, having to leave them and start a new life is, is hard, right? And I think this movie really highlights, like, you know, even though, like, you won't be with your friends, 
you know, as much as you were, you're still always going to be friends. And, you know, those memories you made, those good times that you've shared will always like, you know, remain. Right. And, you know, even though super bad, you know, might not be the greatest movie of all time. I think that, um, what it represents, you know, I think it holds up. Um, and I think, you know, I've mentioned this before, like out of all the, um, I guess, intoxicated films that are out there, it's definitely yeah. one of the better ones. The intoxicated um, films. Yes, movies that you typically watch when you're under the influence of something. You know, when we when we turn 21, we should do an episode of the podcast talking about intoxicated movies while we're both wasted. <laughs> uh, I'm not... I, of course, I mean that in the distant future, right, you know, obviously, right. but it's so kind of funny. Of course. Uh, um, but yeah, what do you think? Do you oh, absolutely. Uh, Superbad, I think, yeah, I, the ending is basically what you're talking about here. I, yes. yes. I, it's a comedy first and foremost. I think as much as I can hype up how the ending kind of gets a little emotionally heavy, I have to acknowledge it's also straight up a comedy. And it's definitely like what it's trying to be. So ultimately, I can't necessarily 100% agree with you here. But at the same time, yeah, like saying goodbye to the people that you love and essentially embracing this new life is totally college. And acknowledging their influence on you and then moving on is a really tough thing for people. And I think college is kind of that first introduction to that idea. Uh, similar, uh, I don't want to talk about this movie too much in depth, but uh, essentially the same idea that what Inside Out kind of covers. Like this idea of like, there's a point in your life when something changes so much and you have to acknowledge that it's not going to go back to the way it was. The influences that the, that your old life had on you are still going to be there, but it's time to move on. That's kind of that super bad and inside out kind of embody that idea. And it's absolutely applicable to college. And there, I, I'm almost kind of surprised there isn't a movie about college that uh, does this as upfront. You know, I wish there was a movie that did this in its entirety rather than just the ending of super bad. I'm sure there is. I just don't know it. But, like, yeah, it's such a, it's such a really heavy topic. Uh, and I think uh, as a, somebody, you know, who does, you know, who has gone off to college and dealt with that, yeah, I think it's something that could be talked about more. You know? Bless you. Right. Uh, yeah, it's really, uh, yeah, that ending is pretty good. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, actually, it's funny. I was. I thought you were going to bring up Mitchell's versus the Machines, weirdly enough. Oh, um, that's the no, one I swore I, I you were going to bring think up. Think about that movie. But uh, I won't. I won't as much because I feel like I'll reiterate the same points I've been making. But one that I really do want to talk about and is sort of related because it's also animated. Uh, and it actually connects to what we were just we were just talking about with Superbad is Toy Story Three. Because uh, Toy Story 3, uh, very upfrontly, has that aspect of the movie. Like, Andy is going off to college. Like, that. that's very upfront. And it's not necessarily a movie about college, 100%. Because about, you know, 90% of the movie is devoted to, you know, toys doing toy stuff and, you know, assorted fun adventures. But when you get to that ending, to talk about, and I will go into spoilers for this, I apologize. But watch Toy Story 3, like, come on. Uh, but, like... That idea of like, you know, acknowledging your past and saying, hey, uh, my childhood, my life that I before college, it was great and it was amazing. And I'm so happy that I had this experience. But there's a certain point where I have to let it go. And I, it's, it's just something that I necessarily need to do. And it's, it's something I absolutely need to address on my journey before I'm actually allowed to grow up, you know. 
And Toy Story 3 dives into that very upfrontly and very subtly, actually. Like, I, what I love about that movie, especially the, or that ending, is, like, there's not a lot of dialogue talking about how he's feeling. He's just explaining what the toys are. But, like, explaining that, as he's explaining that, it totally makes you realize just how much he cares, you know? It's all these details about how much he's had, how much he's enjoyed them. And compare that to your own life, right? As you're heading off to college think about the things that you know so well about your life you know and you know and how much excuse me sorry i almost coughed uh how much those things influenced you and created the person you are today like they're not you know they're, they're not going away that aspect of you is not going away it's not like the way that they impacted you is changing by the time you go to college and you'll become a completely different person that's not happening nor are those things that you're giving up going away forever you're just acknowledging that you've gotten to the point where you don't need you don't need that to be your core life anymore and it's time to define for yourself who you are you know and that is absolutely <laughs> a huge college idea right like you have to acknowledge when you're you're moving on in life and you're defining the person you are and that you need to you, you need to move on and like there's a you mentally you have to make that decision and i think toy story did a phenomenal job of that and the whole trilogy kind of leading up to this was just such a great idea, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's totally it's, – uh, it's a little on the nose. I know I, I should have thought put more thought into this, but I did really like how they handled it. And I think similar to Superbad and similar to Inside Out, which I'm starting to realize now, those Whoa, endings are really just – Yeah, like I mentioned before, those, that they all just kind of – the endings embody that the best. Yeah, yeah it but... was uh, – all of those work really well for that thematically. Anything you want to add to that? Um, I do not. I think you said it quite nicely. Thank you. I, I thought I was bouncing all over the place in that one. Um, what's the next one you want to talk about? Um, I got one more. I don't know how many you have. Uh, I've got a, a couple, but I can talk about like one more. Okay. Uh, last one I had um, was, was is kind of along the same lines as those. It's American Graffiti. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we've 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 all seen this. I mean, we actually saw it together. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those movies that you know takes place. It came out in 1973. Mm-hmm. It takes place of one night. Um, and it's just like, it, like it takes the perspective of these different, you know, students. You know, about to, you know, they've they've already graduated high school, right? It's 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 a like for some, you know, they're going off to college. For others, they're you know, working and doing other things. But after this night, you know, they won't be together anymore. So you know, along the lines, super bad or history three. It's like appreciating the friends that you have and appreciating these moments together. Um, right before you know, you go off and go off to college, and I, I think. What makes this movie a bit special is that, like, they don't know, you know, what to expect. They, they don't know what their future holds, right? And I, I feel like that's kind of relatable. You know, it's like, you know, like, what's going to happen to me? You know, I'm leaving, you know, my old life behind and starting this new one. It's, it, yeah, it's something that we've all dealt with before. And I don't know, I think this movie does a really good job of highlighting that in a way. Absolutely. I mean, 
it's funny we've kind of reverted back to talking about high school movies again um but no absolutely i think there are there's so did i hear some of your roommates just yell bruh <laughs> are we getting critiqued as we're talking here no one yelled bruh no. oh okay i'm just losing my mind all right man uh, <laughs> but yeah like um i i really do like that one in context to uh in context to like college because like there's a lot of like ideas in that movie that I think are, are are definitely elevated when you think about it in context of it being the final night, right? Like for some of these guys, I, I think if I remember right, aren't there a couple of them that still have like one more year of high school? Yeah, not, not, not all of them have graduated. Yeah, so like uh, there's still some people who are going to kind of be, you know, still living life normally. So there's a certain level of like bittersweet and like that aspect i think is just kind of really awesome in a college context because like it, it gives it more weight and it makes it feel like it it makes it makes it genuinely mean something and it kind of reflects back to when you know you were even if it's not college when you're you know, going back and you know like hanging out with your friends one last time before one of them moves away or something you know and there's that there's a lot of bittersweetness to it i think in a college context that also works really well it's kind of like a nostalgic you know moment of thinking back to a life you had you know that's totally a college thing. And, you know, I, I think that works really well in the college context. That's that's a good point. Um, but we have been talking about a lot of high school movies. So right. I'll, this one, I'll be actually complete opposite of that. I want to talk about a movie that tech, that doesn't take place in college at all anymore. It's actually after college, the entire Ooh. movie. Uh, and that movie is When Harry Met Sally. Uh, I know if Reed's listening to this, he's probably going to slap his face because he gave us two and a half stars. Um but I'll have you know, it's a great movie. It's great. Um, but as a movie kind of ta- in, in college context, it's literally right after college. The movie, I think, if I remember correctly, the of the movie is like last days of their college experience and the rest of the movie takes place as them as adults. Um, but what makes it work so well and why I think it connects with college is it's essentially two people dealing with life for the first time and having each other kind of being the only anchor they have, you know, like everything's changing around them. They're trying to grow, you know, grow into life and, you know, get like get the job, you know, be happy, finally fit into that whole fit, fill in that shoe of like, you know, adults that they've been building up to their entire life. And they come in and, you know, just check in with each other and they're just genuinely friends and, you know, connecting with one another because that's like the one thing they have, you know, and I think what, yeah. Would it be okay if uh, Reed said a little something on this movie? He can, but he also gave it two and a half stars. So I don't want to have a debate about it. I know, <laughs> I know, but like he no, wants to. I, I I don't even have anything to say. I just think it's overrated. That's all. All right, carry on. <laughs> Thank, great, great input. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Jesus, now I'm dying. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Um, I regardless if you think it's overrated, I think a big aspect of what makes it work so well is there's that connection between the two right these two people that don't they aren't necessarily together but they have this you know like a a platonic connection where like they they're anchored to each other and acknowledging that like you're the one consistency i've got right and in college i think that's a huge thing you have to deal with is you're you're essentially have no consistencies when you're going back and you're going into college like nothing not in most cases not a lot of your old life is coming with you with this movie, essentially, it's 
uh, representing this idea of like finding something that you, you finding someone that you genuinely care about is something that you connect with on a beyond just a friendship level and being able to cling to that. Like as time goes on, things change and things change. You need to have those people that you can fall back on, depend upon, talk to and support when you're dealing with change. And I think in a college setting, it, this is totally, it totally fits in with that mentality, right? You're trying to meet those people. You're trying to meet the people that will ultimately be these, regardless of you, if you get together with this person, like the movie ends up doing spoilers. I should have warned you. Dang it. But uh, regardless, whoa, like, Connor, yeah. whoa. I know I'm a whoa. terrible Regardless, it's a whoa. really important idea to acknowledge that, you know, this is the point in your life where you're meeting people that are going to be important for the rest of your life. So, you know, it's, it's a big deal. Um, I think, it, I think the movie does a really good job of it, despite Reed not thinking that. Um, it's a really solid movie. And I think even though it doesn't take place during college, I think it definitely fits. It works with that idea, in my opinion. Um, right. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I know you can't add anything to it because you haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, I swear to God, though, if you watch it with Reed and he's just sitting there crapping on it the entire time and enjoy it because he's crapping on it, I'm going to personally drive up there and beat you with a shoe. Uh, I, I don't think Reed's going to want to watch that movie. Again. It's really good. I have no clue why he thinks it's overrated. The, the same movie, Reed. The same movie. It's really good. Also, we give, he gave Jojo Rabbit two and a half stars, too. So clearly this guy, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe... Oh, Andy gave... Uh, South Park one and a half. So I'm like, you know what? This guy, maybe, maybe we just gotta, we just gotta acknowledge that Reed has no good opinions at all. Uh, kind of what to say? We just have to acknowledge that Reed has no good opinions at all, not one. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny now that we have now that uh, we can have like Reed around rather than just for a couple episodes. Like this is either going to make the make the podcast more interesting or more hectic. One of the two. Well, um, he reads like mostly on his headphones. Yeah, I'm not really listening. He's like, yeah, Jake has been listening to the entire thing. Oh, I mean, he awesome. can he can join at some point too. That's fine. Yeah, Jake can join at some point. Oh yeah. Uh, so like, let's uh, we can let's kind of finalize this conversation real quick. So, yeah. David, what what did you take from this conversation? Like, if you were to if you were to you know come back, you know, uh, come back to this uh, podcast or no, or at least talk to somebody about this podcast. You're like, what, what's the main thing that you got that you got? What's the one thing yeah. you tell people about this episode? Yeah. Um, for one, I would say that college movies are very similar to high school movies um, in the sense that, you know, it's about growing up and it's about finding yourself. I, I think there's definitely overlap between that and, you know, coming-of-age films, um, which, you know, it, it isn't a bad thing. You know, I think that, like, like you mentioned before, it's, it's like the next stages of coming-of-age, you know? It's, it's after you've, you know, found yourself. It's like, now what kind of person do I want to be? And, like, how do I, you know find my place in the world and, you know, what kind of things do I want to do with my life, right? Um, I would say that is a huge part of, you know, what makes, you know, a college movie, you know, starting a new life and 
um, you know, creating, you know, lifelong relationships and friendships um, with people that, you know, you've never met before. So I, I just think that, you know, it's, it's about taking chances, you know, making mistakes, I think is a big part of what make college movies, college movies, and, you know, living life, I guess, you know, those parties, you know. So, yeah, I think that's what I would take away from this. Very good, very good. Yep. I mean, that's about uh, that's about what I would say, too. I don't have anything else to add. All right. So let's hop into some suggestions real quick before we hop out. Uh, it's been it's been almost two weeks since the last episode. So, David, how many do you have? I have three. <gasps> yes, I knew giving you two weeks would, would help. All right. Um, I've also got three. So, you know, that's good. Uh, what are yours? So I have two shows in a movie. Well, that makes sense. Uh, go ahead. Um, so actually, one of my suggestions is an unsuggestion of a show. Wow, nice. Negativity, um, we love that. Yeah, the show that uh, I watched in, in, in my dorm that um, I, I, wasn't too, I wasn't too big on. Neither, neither were my roommates too big on this show. Oh, I guess that's good. Uh, if, if one of them liked it, you know, that'd be kind of bad if you're sitting here dissing it. He's going to, like, jump in. You guys are going to get, like, a really heated roommate argument about no, the show. And I'll be no, sitting there like, oh. None of us liked this. I don't think anybody should ever watch this show. All right, go for it. Um, and this show is a Netflix original series known as Q-Force. What? Oh! Oh my gosh, it's that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, I saw a trailer. Yes. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. Um, Why'd you so... watch that? Why did you watch that? <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't know why we watched it. Talking about Q Force. <laughs> um, so, Michael Scher was a producer. Yeah, Michael Scher was a producer. Um, the same guy behind The Office and uh, Parks and Rec and Community? Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. In The Good Place. In the good place. Um, yeah, don't ask us why we watched it. Too late, um, already did. That's all right. I think I don't have an answer. That's why I told you not to ask because I don't really have an answer as to why we watched it. Um, we didn't even really make an episode through. Uh, oh, you guys only got halfway through. I... Did we even get halfway through? Probably like twelve minutes in. Yeah. Wow. So like. All right. So this this show. Um, if, you don't, if you don't know what it's about, it's about um, queer super spies. Um, and, like, it's almost like a rejected group of super spies, you know, going on um, missions and stuff. But the thing is, is that every other piece of dialogue is some kind of, like, gay slur. Yeah. And, and, like... It's it's really cringy, and I, I I just don't think that like even even if like you know you were uh, now I'm not here to speak for everyone, but like even if you were like part of the LGBTQ community, I feel like you wouldn't even you know find this show good 
like like i don't know i i, I in a way it's almost offensive you know to to the community you know it, it's it's like i don't know who like i know who they're trying to pander to but they're doing a really bad job at trying to pander to this group because you know they wouldn't like it straight people don't like it so it's i don't know it's not a good show don't watch it there are better shows out there if you're looking for a like a pride kind of show going on um q force is not it don't watch this bad show very bad not you know good. even going even going past the bad dialogue stuff which i'm sure is probably the main reason why it sucks has there animated show about spies since like codename kids next door like i swear i keep seeing shows about spy groups and they always suck since codename kid next door like that is true that is true has it's... there been a good one since then <laughs> did i just uh... say penguins of madagascar that doesn't count yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count <laughs> Um, I guess not really. There hasn't really been like that many good animated spy movies or shows. I feel like the the super spy angle is where good ideas go to die. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Archer. Well, Archer is, I, I heard that's debatably good, but I have not seen it, so I won't speak for it. Um, uh, then anyways. Kim Possible, I think that came out. I think that came out a bit before Codename Kid Next Door, so I'm going to include that as one of the exceptions from before. Um, All right, so I will go into my next uh, suggestion to move off of Q Force. Um, it's a show that we have talked about. I've talked about it before. You've talked about it before. We did a whole freaking episode on it. Um, I'm just re-recommending it because we watched a few episodes of it and. You know, it kind of rekindled that flame. Uh, that's Community. Oh, yeah. Good show. I asked about college, too. We could have included that. Yes, it is. It is about college. Um, yeah. So we were showing Reed episodes because he's never seen it before. Oh, so uh, good. Uh, and, you know, it, it's a really good show. Um, like, I kind of just forgot how fantastic it was. You know, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, it was one of our earlier episodes. Uh, if you haven't oh, yeah. seen it, episode six, I think. Yeah, definitely one of our earlier episodes. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Um, it's 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 a fantastic show. It's it's about like these. It's six, right? Uh, Greendale, Greendale six, Green. Yeah, six or yeah. seven. Six, yeah, six. I think. Um, but these six, you know, people who. There's seven. It's seven? seven, yeah. It's, it's seven. seven. Jeff, yeah, Jeff sits alone on his side of the table. Okay, yeah, yeah. seven. It's seven, and um, it, it's you know these people from different backgrounds. You know, it's it's the community college stereotypes. You know, you got the the jock, you got the old person, you got the middle aged mom, you got the hippie, you got the high school dropout. You know, you got you got it all right, um, and. I I think that's I think that's I think I think that's funny. You know, it, it's it's a funny show. Um, it's got a lot of good comedy. The first three seasons are incredible. Um, but yeah, I I I don't want to get too deep into since we did an entire episode on it. 
But yeah, it's it's a fantastic show. If you haven't seen Community, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, it's on Netflix, all six seasons. Yeah, classic show. Yeah, so well written. Love that show. All right, and the movie I'm going to talk about is a movie that I have talked about before. Um, a while ago, one of the early episodes I brought it up uh, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, this yeah, I I really like this movie. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, upon upon rewatch, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. It's really funny. It's got Brie Larson. It's got Chris uh, Evans. It's got uh, Michael Sarah as the main character. I love that uh, you listed Chris Evans and uh, Brie Larson before you even got to the main character. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny because as soon as you said Michael Sarah, it's like if people who haven't heard of it are instantly going to know whether or not they're going to watch it or not because they hear Michael Sarah is the star. Right. right. It's like, oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, Michael Sarah stars in mm, or hmm, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. Um, th- it, this this movie is it's it's almost like it almost plays out like a video game almost. You know, it's like it's about this guy, you know, who he's a nerd. Date, that's why. Yeah, he's a nerd. He wants to date this girl, uh, but you know, he has to defeat her evil exes, right? Um, and you know, it's a really funny movie. It's a really good time. It's a movie that you can enjoy with the lads, with. Oh, is that, we're gonna, is that what we're going to call them now? The, yeah, the with, with the lads, with the, with right. the boys. Um, the lads. Suddenly David's become Irish. <laughs> All right. With the, the lads. With the, He's going to like, it's going to devolve after a while. He's like, it's going to become the laddies. <laughs> the laddies. It's going to be great. I'm excited. New, <laughs> it's a new chapter um, of the podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> with, uh, with, with, with your girlfriend, with with the girls, with with your boss, even I think. Oh yeah, right, no, well, you should watch it with your girlfriend, so that you can be like, "Yeah, I'd do all this stuff to get you." <laughs> right, right, right. Um, it's a really good time. That's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's it for my movies. Uh, all right, all right, I got you. I've got three. Uh, I've got a movie. I've got a show, and I've got an album. Uh, I, I should I should be able to get through these moderately quickly. Uh, but I hope I don't cough in the meantime. We'll see how this goes. So one, I watched a movie this weekend, and I was like, you know what? It's time to watch this movie. Uh, I- I've been meaning to check it out for ages, and I know I was going to love it. Like, as soon as I read the concept, I'm like, I'm going to love this movie to death. And I did. It's 12 Angry Men. Uh, you know me. I'm a kind of guy. I love when movies are just, like, when they can just show off a phenomenal script. And, like, you don't need that much effort into the visuals or the work. You don't have to, You don't have to put, like, money and all this crazy stuff into it you could just take one setting and you like just like movies like before sunrise and uh one one night in miami where like you just take you take the the script and have that be the forefront and the performances carrying it along the way but nothing to do with the setting or the story and stuff and this is absolutely what that is essentially the movie is about a group of jury members as they're trying to decide you know their verdict on a case it's these 12 guys are trying to figure out if this kid killed his father or not and at first, everyone agrees. It's almost unanimous. 11 to 1 saying he did it. But one guy is kind of like, I'm not sure. And then the movie kind of devolves from that point as they're trying to figure out exactly what happened. And it's so, so unbelievably fascinating. Uh, I love when movies kind of throw out that idea of like being able to decide for yourself, you know, 
have this idea of, you know, thinking, thinking it over as your own person and being able to analyze what exactly you think about something, what your stance is. And like, that's a whole movie about that. Like, it's about essentially you have this kid's lives in their hands. You see how all these people handle it differently, how much people are willing to, you know, throw this kid straight to the electric chair versus like, oh, I actually, you know, have some doubts, you know, it's a really fascinating movie. And like, it's surprisingly really well paced because like for a movie that's just dialogue, you'd kind of worry it would drag a while or a drag for a bit. And it's, and it's not super short. It's like, I think it's like an hour. It's, I think it's almost an hour 40. So it's not on the super short end. So like you'd worry it could drag. That's kind of what I did too, but it's really well paced because like when things aren't, when there isn't some sort of like discussion going on, you get a lot of these really interesting character moments where like, so these characters who have these very differing, you know, viewpoints all kind of influence one another and like show off like, here's the kind of person I am. And then it kind of like has them alter what they believe because they're either, you know, scared of that person or don't like that person or they admire that person. It's really fascinating. And it's just, it's basically just all these characters, mentalities and different personalities just bouncing off one another for, and, you know, trying to figure out the situation over the course of the movie. And it's really fascinating one of the most engaging and highly, highly complicated, like mentally at least, films that I've seen in a while. And I really loved it. Like, I mean, it's just the kind of movie person that I am. Uh, I know people who don't like this movie because it's, you know, it's just talking, but I do really love it. I thought it was really well done. Uh, it's one of the highest rated movies on Letterboxd. I kind of for once agree. Like, I usually, I give four and a half stars to all the highest rated stuff on Letterboxd, but this time I kind of, phenomenal i love this movie to death um secondly uh, i finally did catch up with what if uh i can actually talk about what if now uh, except for the most recent episode uh the one that just came out uh as of recording this today uh so i haven't seen that one but i've seen all five episodes leading up to this and it is a varying quality uh yeah i've never i've never seen a show that has so much varying quality in one season uh, episode one is fine. I think it's <laughs> it's really silly, uh, and it's kind of just there to show off the concept. I liked it, but it's kind of dumb. Uh, the episode episode two with uh, with the Chawa Star Lord, it was it was cute. I, I thought it was fine. Uh, I I kind of hated the stupid idea of making of. Uh, it's not a spoiler. It's in the very beginning uh, of T'Challa essentially talking Thanos out of out of his out of his you know goal to destroy half the universe I thought that was so dumb like I don't know but then it's also kind of fun and you know it was cool to have uh have T'Challa come back and the collector fighting with all the cool stuff was cool uh episode three was much better than the first two that one I thought was really well paced and really interesting and had a really surprisingly good twist Though I need to rewatch it because I was kind of in the wrong mentality. I, I thought this movie took place before Avengers, like right before Avengers 1, but I was completely off, so I need to figure out and need to rewatch it. That's the one where like all the Avengers, like. Yeah, they have like all the Avengers again hunted down. Yeah, that one's really good. Uh, but the fourth one, I, I don't mean to literally sound like the crowd, but the fourth one is legitimately leagues better than every other episode. Like, it is a phenomenally written episode. And like, I would not think I would be as engaged and as and I, I did not think it would be as complicated as it was, but it's really well done. And like, I was hooked the entire time and it's really deep and really surprisingly dark. I loved it. Um, episode five with the zombies 
was kind of a regression. Uh, probably my least favorite episode. Uh, not because it was really poorly done. It was just there was there was no idea that spurred this. This was like, all right, let's just do Marvel Zombies in MCU. That was the only idea. So like every other idea that they introduced in this is just filler. Like it's bizarre. Like there's a lot of characters that kind of they don't. There's no any. There's no cool interactions with any of these characters, and they're just kind of there. And like, Spider-Man is weirdly too happy for how dark the situation is, and Ant-Man is kind of obnoxious. And oh my God, it's such a weird episode. Not bad. It's just weird. That's basically all my thoughts. It like I told you, the varying quality for each of these episodes. But I do highly recommend you check them out because like, different, and it's really yeah to see these different varying uh, approaches to. Uh, these stories that I think honestly it's worth checking out. Uh, we'll go into more. We'll go more in depth at some point in the future, but it was good. Um, finally, uh, I've been suggesting the gentleman, you know, criticals band from YouTube for a while now. Uh, well, they finally released a full album, like with all the songs, and it's called "The Evolution of Tears." Uh, and that, not including the singles I've already talked about, they added. There's three new songs that they added. Uh, which were, you know, very, they're, they're all very good. They, this band is really great at having really consistently funny uh, concepts for songs and like really putting a lot of effort into it. Like it's not just a joke song. They're putting a lot of effort into making the song work. And it's just a ton of fun. Like there's some really, really great songs on here. One that's been surprisingly growing on me is the one that's almost the least representative of their work, which is the last song called Here's to Us, which is this really surprisingly uh depressing melody about like how this guy broke up with his girlfriend now is like just wants her to be mad at him still so she could he could keep seeing her which is just such a brutal idea and i'm like i it's really touching actually like, i was really on board with that one um but yeah like the entire album is just really really good uh having these really consistently funny lyrics and really great instrumental and just a really well done album all around like it's mostly the singles that have already come out, but like it's a really great album and I highly recommend it if you're if you're into like the bright breaking Benjamin style sound where it's like borderline screamo, but not really. Uh it's still has a lot of emphasis on the on the lo- vocals and stuff. So um I I recommend it. Check it out. Um That's all I've got. David, do you have anything else you want to add? I do not, Connor. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate you guys <clears throat> checking in. Uh, and stopping by yet again. Uh, I have a lot of editing to do with this episode because he had connection problems three times. So uh, I have to go do a bunch of editing now. Uh, But uh, check us out on Instagram to get updates. uh, Well, when David decides (laughs) to do them. I really need you to start doing that so we we can actually have outreach. The reason we're not expanding, it's all your fault. Um, (laughs) So we'll see you again in two weeks. I've been Connor, this has been David, and uh, thank you for listening to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle, David? What's that smell you thinking again?